PST Talks. What's cracking? We ain't lacking. Welcome back to another episode of PST Talks. This week we have a special guest with us. Please welcome Sar. Charlie's all around. What's up, everyone? I'm Sar. We're going to be talking about something that many of you are probably familiar with, the Ukraine-Russia tension slash war that's going on. Uh, we're going to be talking about our thoughts on it, and hopefully you get some nice conversation starters out of it. So, Sar, start us off. Wow, what's going on? Like, what in, What's unfolding right now? So, basically, uh, we know that the North Atlantic Treaty Organization, which is NATO, uh, they have, that's like uh, the U.S. and like 30 other countries. It's, a, it's a basically a, an alliance between a bunch of countries to protect each other, and Russia is not part of that, so Russia sees the eastward expansion of NATO going from wherever it is right now into Ukraine, which is basically bordering Russia, if based off of geo- geography, right? And so basically Russia is not happy with that, as is kind of expected. It's just kind of the response that they're giving that's kind of in question right yeah. now. I believe uh, currently the border is by Poland, and uh, Ukraine obviously borders Poland, and Poland, Ukraine, Crimea, um, They've all been part of the USSR at one point, and it seems like Putin's overall goal is to kind of recreate the USSR. Um, and I know that NATO hasn't directly gotten involved yet in in Ukraine. I know they've given like guns and hospitals and all kinds of like military advisors, but they have been sending troops to Poland as well as France has been sending sending troops to Poland. Um, so I think that's what their next step is to ju- just make sure that Russia doesn't push more west. I think if Russia does push any more west, World War Three is definitely going to happen. Just because instead of just taking Ukraine, he's just trying to bring back the Soviet Union. That's just going to be a big problem. Yeah, and going off of that, uh, China has, like, China's President Xi Jinping does support Vladimir Putin and okay. his aspirations. So, obviously, Russia does have some backing with China. Um, you could expect North Korea to probably be in the mix. I will say out of the one thing from yesterday, out of the countries that voted in the um, uh, in like condemning the actions of Russia, uh, Russia didn't have much support, which kind of which was kind of interesting because you would think that China would have supported them, but China abstained. So did the UAE and so did India and all the other countries were um, completely against what Russia was doing. So, I mean, when you look at that, like you kind of see that Russia doesn't have much backing and. Uh, even though China is a good partner with them, they don't have the backing that you would think. But the one thing, even though Russia doesn't have a lot of backing, like China is a pretty, they have like a huge military force. So even if it's just one person or one country supporting them, that's still like a big problem. It, it It's a pretty big problem, that's for sure. And actually a lot of people I saw on Reddit or whatever you get your news from, uh, <laughs> a lot of people were kind of... Uh, Kind of flaming India and um, because everyone expected China to abstain from the vote because yeah. no one's going to outright say, oh, this war is good. We want Russia to attack Ukraine. So China kind of abstained from it. But uh, a lot of people were attacking India for what their stance was. And I think that just kind of I think it's important to understand uh, how geopolitics works and that India is in a tough India is in a pretty tough position if anyone else wants to China as well. But like India is in a pretty tough position when it comes to. Um, geo- geopolitics because right now they have two nuclear um, kind of borders with like China they got Pakistan right there so like you got them Russia's not too far either you, exactly so you you start and think about it Russia's been an ally of India in times of need and I'm not mm-hmm. saying that and actually India did say that what Russia is doing is wrong mm-hmm. but from a purely like geopolitical standpoint and from a purely like a pr- from a pure standpoint of actually understanding how politics works 
abstaining was probably the right decision so that India in the long run doesn't get screwed up by, by Russia. Yeah, so. India is definitely in a tough spot because at least in the past 10 years, 15 years, you've seen Modi trying to meet with Putin, but also meet with Trump. Um, India's kind of just trying to play both sides of the card, both sides of the coin, whatever that saying is. Uh, but from what you're saying, yeah, it's really hard for India to not take Russia's side because America is on the halfway across the world. So if there is any problem from a military standpoint that's going to happen, it's very hard for India to keep themselves on their from. own. Yeah, and exactly. So do you guys think that it's like, how likely do you think in terms of like a percentage that Russia invades uh, Poland? Very unlikely. I think that people, military advisors and everything are already planning that they might push for it. But in terms of Ukraine, there's no doubt they're going to take Ukraine. They're, they're are... already right outside of Kiev, which is the capital of Ukraine for, for those who don't know. They're literally closing in on it as we speak. And probably by the end of next week, they'll have it. But, like, the thing is, like, you guys are saying if they do invade Poland, let's say it does happen, obviously a world war would begin. I just think that because of the nuclear power that there is in the world, um, enough to literally blow up the world multiple times. That's how much nuclear power exists right now. Mm -hmm. I just think that's a huge deterrent for a world war. Um, I just think we're too advanced to, to go into an all-out crisis. I like think that. When, when you, like, think about it like from that perspective, you have to kind of consider kind of history and like precedence and like the only precedence for like real world war is going to be germany right nazi mm -hmm. germany that's the only real thing that you can kind of turn to world war one was kind of caused by a bunch of other things right yeah. and but like world war two happened because germany really wasn't happy with what was happening around the world to them right. they felt like they were being impressed and then they got a leader hitler who came in and did all of what he did and so like and his goal actually started off as pretty you can put small in quotations. It started off as let's just but it was, yeah, just yeah let's get rid of this. Over, and, yeah. like, let's just do this, right? But then it turned into a world war because of that. And so I think I don't think actually nuclear power is that much of a deterrent to people who are kind of like, <clears throat> excuse me, like really when their when their sole goal is just to like rise up to power. I'm not sure how much they of, don't care how much of how much nuclear power is actually. And maybe dropping a nuclear bomb would be probably problematic for them too but like <laughs> i'm thinking that they probably don't care about that as much as as everyone else does it's, it's interesting it to goes note, both uh, you, you can go sorry it's interesting to note that uh ukraine of course they've been trying to uh join nato i think uh since 2008 but then because of this whole russia tension uh it's you know been put off i guess but uh ukraine's former president actually was against joining uh, NATO. Yeah, he was pro-Russian. Yeah, and and then he got removed um, for, you know, whatever reason. New president gets installed, and, you know, somehow a new president is very uh, supportive of joining NATO. Obviously, uh, the implications of that would mean that since the U.S. is now an ally, they would have an excuse to put a bunch of weapons uh, in Ukraine. And Moscow is very close to Ukraine, which is why Russia doesn't want this happening, because they would literally have uh, you know, a tangible border between them and all these weapons. Mm -hmm. So I can see uh, the reason they wouldn't want Ukraine to join. But, you know, again, it's not their country to be uh, deciding that for. Even though there are uh, Ukrainians that uh, support Russia and would want to be uh, considered part of Russia, I think there's two regions uh, within Ukraine that only Russia recognizes as countries in the world. Right. And in those two regions... Uh, Russia uh, has deployed troops. So it's not that all of Ukraine is against Russia, 
But like I said, they they are their own country, uh, which is why you know people are saying that Russia should not be uh, getting to decide whether they're able to join NATO or not. Yeah. Um, I know from a military perspective, firepower perspective, Ukraine seems to have more airspace, uh, like air, like more air, air power, um, like firepower wise and like missiles wise and stuff. But in terms of men, in terms of artillery, uh, Russia definitely out, outnumbers them. Russia outnumbers basically everyone. Because they're the yeah. second greatest power, right? right. Military wise. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's the US, then Russia, and then China. Which is why this is a very, very dangerous... And uh, Germany is up there as well. Which is why that Russia-China yeah. combination kind of yeah. sc- is a little yeah. bit scary to think about. I um, think, like, for, for people who live in Ukraine, there's always going to be the people that say that it's a good thing, and there's going to be people that say that it's a bad thing. My guess, uh, obviously, you know, I didn't fact-check this, but just from historically speaking, um, the older crowd who saw the USSR probably will gear their attitudes more towards joining Russia, um, whereas the younger crowd would steer away from it. And there's positives and negatives to everything. So, like, for example, if Ukraine does become a part of Russia, there's no doubt that um, they might have a little bit more resources for them, for themselves, than what they have right now, only because they're part of a more established infrastructure, politically, economically, socially. So, in that sense, they might have a I don't think their way of life would change all that much. It's just the fact that now they're on the like the liability side of things because now they're part of, you know, one probably one of the most hated countries in the world. So in terms of joining the Soviet Union again, the USSR fell because of the era of stagnation, which essentially was caused by uh, economic suffering uh, because the Soviet Union was so large uh, and the pressure for uh, how much money they were spending in the military, they weren't able to. Uh, you know, support all that land. So if Ukraine, for example, was to join the Soviet Union again, do you think that sort of outcome would be uh, plausible in the future where they would have to, again, just break up? Yeah, that can go with any major world power, though. That could go, that happened for pretty much almost every civilization that you could think of that span the distance mm-hmm. that the too US much are. too much to cover too much to defend that's how you know that Greek, ancient greece ancient rome ancient egypt that that was that's a reoccurring problem for everybody but in the short term like like i said your day-to-day life wouldn't necessarily change all too much i think just from just from like how you've seen it in the past i will say mainstream media is one of the biggest um reasons that like what you were saying or coach was saying about um how um a lot of the older people, or not even all the older people, but a lot of people who live in Russia, there are you. You will see posts from people. You'll see like statements from people all the time about how against it they are, and some people will be for it. And I don't think you can actually blame the Russian people because it's all about mainstream media. It's what they're being fed, what they're told when they're when they're there, right? We we have a certain good versus bad situation right here where we think okay ukraine is good russia is bad and right now that's really easy for us to defend because we learn about that we think that what everything that everyone else talks about is that us's perspective is right exactly and for the most part i believe that morally that's probably the right stance to take right Mm -hmm. and i think everyone agrees on that but there are people in russia who live with this whole idea that oh my god ukraine has been very selfish for themselves they've done this then this and that's all that they've learned for the last 30 years 40 years right so when they think when you think about that for the last 10 years especially 
people who have been following the news there and following mainstream media like that. And that just kind of shows you the effect of mainstream media on people. Effect of propaganda too. Exactly. On, on those people. But I, I'm so happy you brought that up because this is, if this ex- escalates even more, this is going to be the first major war in mm-hmm. world history where there's social media involved and mainstream media involved. And I think it's going to play a huge part because oh, yeah. this is the first time that cyber, like cyber war, cyber attacks are going to play a big, big, big role in how militaries operate against one another. Um, it could be pretty easy to, I mean, if you have world-class hackers to like hack into a, a server on like another military's like database or something or like um, hack like, I don't know, the radars or something like right. that, you know, leak really important information um i think that aspect that cyber aspect will probably be bigger than even the nuclear and it's so weapons. new it's so new we too don't, we don't know what to expect so that. for that cyber attack that you were talking about it's kind of like the new nuclear weapon of our generation right the cyber attack you were talking about um there's a group of hackers uh called anonymous and they actually released uh i think a video on their uh YouTube they're pretty channel. well known yeah, saying that they were launching a cyber attack against Russia. And that is very, very dangerous. Because if you think about how much of our lives are uh, on the internet, for example, if they hack into uh, you know, a banking system or something like that, you could you know, screw up the entire economy. And uh, they already uh, took down one Russian website. And so they're uh, warning Russia that if you continue doing this, we will attack and the interesting thing that I saw in the video was that uh, the spokesperson was saying that um, some of the hackers are actually from Russia, Russia as well, mm-hmm. right? Which, which again, proves uh, your point that people are uh, supporting whatever they're fed, whatever they think is the truth. And so, uh, you know, social media definitely plays a big influence because you'll see videos online. You don't know if someone made that. You don't know what year even those clips are from. They could be old clips. Um, and people just, whatever they're, whatever they're watching, whatever they're hearing, yeah. uh, they're just believing right away. It's just like the, you guys hear of the ghost of Kiev? Oh yeah. yeah. Kiev, Kiev, sorry, Kiev. Kiev. Yeah. That's all over my TikTok feed right now. <laughs> yeah, but it's not, it's an urban legend. It's not actually true. But, but that's what we think. We, we don't really know if it's true or not. Exactly. That's the problem. Regardless the people yeah, in like, Ukraine, right. yeah. Yeah. They're, they're, regardless people in Ukraine are getting hyped. Like, they love that. And that, yeah. I think that's actually one of the, that's a great point like that you bring up that, um, with that whole ghost of Kiev thing and all of the all of the stuff that's happening there, even that even the the real like you you think of the ghost of Kiev and you think okay, a living legend, right? Okay, maybe it's not true, but all the support that they're getting, all of like oh, the yeah. hype that they're getting over, like okay, I want to fight for my country, like I love this mm-hmm. country, like, and I think that speaks volumes about how brave the people in Ukraine are, like even the innocent civilians, the people who are saying okay, I'm gonna go f- fight. Even for they're country. fighting. Even they right? got handguns. And the president himself was was given an escort ride out and he said no i'm staying here with my people and like that just shows you like like these people are extremely brave and i think that oh, yeah. one of the main things that you should take from like this entire crisis is that how how um powerful ukraine has been even though russia is so huge so big like to take them over and like they've just fought back with like all of this like pride and it's actually it's quite remarkable actually mm-hmm. and I, I i'm rooting for ukraine to to hold off russia unfortunately i don't think that them they themselves could be able to do it and even though a lot of people might not agree with me on this but i genuinely think that it's a good thing that the u.s is not getting directly involved with troops in ukraine 
um, Biden had an interview uh, and he basically urged all the Americans, the Americans that are involved with the embassy there, but also just the American citizens that live in Ukraine to get the hell out. And Russia, and he said that, you know, hopefully Putin is not dumb enough to do anything to American citizens because the minute he does is when we'll get involved. Not even Americans, just NATO in general. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, exactly. So in that way, I kind of agree with him because he said that these are unprecedented times and it is an unprecedented time. This is an unprecedented war. Um, I, I kind of I agree with the fact that I don't think the U.S. should directly get involved with, with the they- troops. If they don't get involved, and let's say Ukraine decides, okay, we're definitely heavily, heavily outmatched, uh, fighting will just result in, a, you know, a lot of deaths. If they decide to submit, uh, what do you think the most Russia will do? Do you think they're just going to take over the government, implement a leader that doesn't support uh, joining NATO, and then sort of let them live their lives? Or how much do you think they're going to uh, influence, you know, life daily living so i think that this happened with crimea so they tried to take over crimea a number of years ago right like right in, uh just like maybe seven 2014 eight, i think yeah seven eight years ago and after they took crimea russia said all right that's all we wanted we just wanted that little piece of land eight years later they come and try to take ukraine so after if they do take ukraine probably speak like maybe in like 2030 2032 they're gonna right. up until then they're <laughs> gonna say no nah, we're good you know we're happy with the way our country is and then maybe 10 years down the line they're gonna in- invade poland and relatively speaking eight years isn't that much time. it's not that much i'm not talking about in terms of uh invading other countries i'm talking about impacting ukrainian people's lives okay. how much do you think they will influence the people uh of ukraine so if they do because you know for example uh, if I'm just a regular old person that has a job in Ukraine, right? I understand the government is now was taken over by Russia, but how much will that directly impact me? The laws, uh, will they change them to make them more stricter? Uh, will it, you know, be harsher against Ukrainians compared to Russia? Do you think they'll take it that far? I think there's going to be a lot of um, economic impacts because now that Ukraine would be a part of Russia, uh, all the economic sanctions that we've put on Russia would apply to Ukraine. And we have a lot of business dealings in, in Ukraine. I mean, Biden's own son has like huge, huge, huge business dealings in Ukraine, as well as a number of. Yeah, that's kind of sus, Loki, because it's not just Biden either. It's, it's also couple, like, is the Clintons, people. the Bidens and a couple of other, uh, you know, Democratic Party. So I'm not I'm not trying to that's like, you know, another conspiracy right there. That's another conspiracy part theory two. podcast. Part two, part two. Yeah, that's part two. But I mean, that. The fact that there's sanctions now probably means that they can't operate in Ukraine. So for those people, it might change a lot. Um, but in terms of laws and things, I don't think it would change all too much. Like I mentioned, their day, like a blue collar worker's day to day life wouldn't change. It takes a lot to change things like that, and I think that what you would see is that, like what we were talking about before, like the the other invasions that Putin would try or or, or our next leader. Um, mm-hmm. I think those type of things are kind of like. I think those things would kind of happen before something would happen in the regular government or the regular life of someone else. But, like, as Russia's invading Ukraine, are they invading it just to get... Like, is Ukraine going to be a part of Russia now? Like, that whole thing is just Russia? They're, trying to, get, they're trying to get back the Soviet Union. Like, their pride was essentially hurt because they lost so much land. And they're saying, in, in Russia's eyes, Ukraine is still 
part of Russia just, just lashing out. Mm. Yeah. Like, but they so don't then, like that, that they're their own country. And whoever's still living in Ukraine, are they still Ukrainian? Or after the invasion, it's going to be Russian? So, actually, a lot of Russians live in Ukraine. Yeah, and vice versa. There's a ton of people. So I mean, they right are, they literally even, share yeah. a border. Culture, it's like, the it's culture like is very, and yeah, the culture is very uh, fused, so, I would say, mm-hmm. dynamic. And like I mentioned before, there are people, Ukrainians, who consider themselves Russians uh, and consider that... That, you know, they're part of the Soviet Union, even though they were born in Ukraine. Right. But right. I think the people of this generation would like to keep their own identity in terms of, you know, I'm, I'm a Ukrainian just because I got uh, um, annexed, I guess, by Russia. Uh, I'm not Russian. Right. If that yeah. makes sense. It's very similar to the India-Pakistan border crisis mm-hmm. as well in, in that way. Right. I think the biggest thing that sucks is the people in Ukraine, whether they support Russia or not, no matter what, innocent lives are getting lost. Because mm-hmm. even on TikTok, you see, like, pe- like things are getting blown up. Cars are getting, like, run over and stuff. So either way, it's kind of lost for everyone. Yeah, we joke about it. But in the past week, I had this weird urge to join the military. Like, yeah, like I want to go to fucking war. Oh, this seems so cool. But uh, in all reality, not- yeah, like, once you're yeah. on that front line, it's case. It's cool being on the other side of the screen watching it happen mm-hmm. rather than actually being no, on yeah. the field shooting the, a gun at The people. people who truly go to war are, like, heroes. Patriots, heroes, whatever you want to call them. I mean, it's unbelievable. You are literally risking your life. And we're not talking like, oh, like risking your life in a small way. Like there is like these people are leaving their wives, their family. Their We've only seen the Hollywood version. Yeah. Dude, it's so heartbreaking seeing those videos. I know. It's just, it's absolutely insane. But these people have such a pride and such like a passion to serve their country. And that's unbelievable. And same, I would say the same about every person who goes in the American military. Yeah. The same thing. Like these people Lots are just the most brave. That. Like these people are just getting deployed to Poland and just... That's it. That's yeah. what they're doing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, a great point. I mean, you know, we'll see what happens. Day to day news definitely going to continue coming out. It's historical stuff. So I urge everyone that's listening to definitely uh, watch the news. Pray for all the innocent people that are involved on you know both sides of it. Mm-hmm. So and please try to please try to read up on multiple different sources. Uh, yeah. Just you know, like we mentioned, not just TikTok videos. Yeah, Don't a lot of everything on the internet right now. A lot yeah. of lot of media, man. Just make fact sure check. make sure you guys are fact checking yourselves. Prayers out to Ukraine, and um, we'll catch you guys later. Thank you, Sar, for joining us, Thank you for and uh, we'll catch you guys next time.